Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Mental Health Podcast. Uh, I have Candice here with me um, and I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say. Uh, hey Candice, how are things with you today? Hi, they're great. Thank you so much for having me on uh, the podcast this morning. Um, yeah, really excited to dive in. Um, this isn't a topic I get to talk about that much. Uh, so yeah, really, really jazzed. Great. Um, so, you know, the, the first thing that I ask people when they come in is um, to give themselves an elevator pitch so people know who you are, you know, and uh, where you're coming from. And it gives them that lens as well. So here you go. The floor is all yours. Sure, absolutely. Um, so my name is Candace Smith. Um, I am currently based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. I am the CEO and founder of French Press Public Relations. Um, mm -hmm. We are a, a boutique agency that specializes in visibility and PR strategies for early stage startups and scale ups. Mm -hmm. um, I am a serial social entrepreneur, so I mm -hmm. actually started out my career not as a publicist, but as a founder myself um, mm -hmm. in the uh, education technology and um, sexual wellness industries, actually, and then ended up pivoting mm -hmm. into um, publicity for uh, other founders. Mm -hmm. um, some other facts about me, I am a uh, first-generation college graduate uh, in mm -hmm. my family, um, mm -hmm. which has uh, done a lot for uh, informing my direction and my career, um, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. when it comes to um, building communities uh, to help drive my, my future prospects um, in a way mm -hmm. that, you know, if I didn't have it, in my childhood or I didn't see um, those types of role models. Um, I always go out and try to find that in communities mm -hmm. and build the solutions that I want to see in the world. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of the work that I do is also um, around helping folks tell their stories and build mm -hmm. communities and solutions that they want to see in the world. So that's me. Wow. Yeah. Um, thank you for uh sharing the detailed intro and um i don't know i think the first thing that sort of uh, hit a note was you know the first uh, generation you know attending college and you know uh finishing that and you know uh, one thing that sort of comes up and that doesn't get discussed enough is what does mental health mean to people so you know uh, i uh, wanted to ask you like what does mental health mean to you yeah, um, I would say for me, mental health is, it's an ongoing journey, right? It's mm -hmm. a, it's an evolution. Um, you know, it, it, there are ebbs and flows. Um, I would say, especially with um, my background and growing up with um, 
a difficult childhood um, mm-hmm. where I experienced a lot of um, of trauma within my family. Um, mm-hmm. That has been an evolving uh, conversation for me with myself, with my therapist. Um, and I think in my 20s, um, especially being a founder and seeing how mental health, how my own mental health really affected how I showed up for myself and for my businesses. Um, mm-hmm. It's been really interesting coming to terms with some of the um, some of the some of my past and seeing how I've become more comfortable with myself and how that's allowed me to express myself more as a business owner, as a human being, as a partner, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as a friend into my 30s. So I think mm-hmm. yeah it's it's an evolution. Um, it mm-hmm. is an ongoing conversation. It's it's not just internal, it's external, you know, and okay. it's past as well as present. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think you, you mentioned a, a few things there. So, you know, you mentioned uh, showing up for yourself. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when I think about showing up for yourself, sometimes there is this struggle of sort of understanding, do you really belong? And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, you know, people are going to find out or people are going to figure you out. Right. C- can you talk a little bit about like, you know, what that means to you and like, you know, how sort of that has evolved along the way? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so showing up for myself, I think, um, as someone who has always been taught and I think a lot of a lot of women as well are socialized to um, be be givers. Right. Mm-hmm. And to, to give and to uh, be caretakers um, mm-hmm. in a lot of different situations um, to be the ones that kind of give in a little bit more when it comes to negotiations and things like that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't and I'm not saying that's for all women um, mm-hmm. or for any uh, particular um, identifications of gender, but just as a um, as a Latina. Um, I think for me growing up within my family, um, seeing how uh, every woman in my family sacrificed so much, um, Mm -hmm. I used to think that that was part of doing the right thing and showing up for myself was by giving everything that I could to other people, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. giving everything that I could to my businesses and not setting good, healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that, um, that has shifted as I've gotten Mm -hmm. older, because I've realized that in reality, giving everything you have and then some is actually not a recipe for success. It's a recipe for burnout. And Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. holding your boundaries um, and, and respecting your needs, um, Mm -hmm. it's actually the best way to show up for yourself and for others um, Mm -hmm. because you're able to refresh yourself and give yourself right. what you need and then you're able to give your business what it needs definitely um you know i think um one thing you mentioned was you know defining boundaries um and you know i i think people who've grown up in places where they don't understand what that means or for people who know what that means but they're gray areas like you know yeah. uh, I just wanted to understand, like, how do you deal with that struggle, right? I mean, like, when it, it yeah. when you you don't know what the boundaries are. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up not really knowing what my needs were 
or how to advocate for myself. And so because things like therapy weren't really acceptable in my family, um, you know, growing up with uh, family members that would say that like depression is, um, I, well, I, I'd have two different camps, right? Depression, right? Um, and then also depression is from the devil. Um, and so there were like these warring, <laughs> you know, like if you're, but basically the, the, um, the, the conclusion there is depression means that you're a bad person. Um, mm -hmm. and there is like some evil inside of you that you have to get out, whether it's laziness or it's actually like something like soul searching, um, mm -hmm. and, and praying more. Um, mm -hmm. but honestly, I, I think as I got older, I realized, and again, this kind of goes back to this question of um, learning not to give everything and then some, um, mm -hmm. because that's not an effective way to compromise, um, mm -hmm. is really understanding, you know, what doesn't work for me, mm -hmm. what, what makes me feel unsafe, what makes mm -hmm. me feel um, that I am not able to be myself, um, mm -hmm. what makes me feel like I have to hide, um, mm -hmm. Or what puts me in in uh, emotional or even physical danger, right? Those are things that that I would say if I know that my answer is a no or a hard mm -hmm. no to this, then mm -hmm. um, that's probably a boundary, right? And right. if someone keeps saying something or doing something that is um, not healthy for me, and my reaction is mm -hmm. not healthy then mm -hmm. that is where to draw that line, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if it's a matter of um, someone is, uh, whether it's a family member or a client or mm -hmm. an employee or a friend um, mm -hmm. who is saying something to you and you have to realize you can't change people, right? But you mm -hmm. can change how you react to people. Um, mm -hmm. And so if in those interactions with folks, you realize that your reaction is unhealthy, that's where you draw that boundary. So okay. That's kind of how I answer that question for myself. Definitely. And thank you for sharing that because, you know, I feel like people sort of don't have clear definitions of what it means to be an employee or an employer or sometimes what is a clear definition of what is a friend. And, you know, th that's mm -hmm. when sort of like, you know, these, these boundaries sort of get... Uh, crossed and you know you, you sort of struggle to understand where you are you know I mean, um, uh, yeah go ahead um one one other thing i did want to say um because this idea of of um you know putting boundaries with people um mm -hmm. and and as a way to show up for yourself i think there's also um putting boundaries up with your business mm -hmm. um so for me, because I come from this lens of a, you know, business owner, publicist, I work with, with folks that are starting their businesses. So this is, this is like, I don't have the background in, like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a mental uh, health professional in any means, but I will mm -hmm. say that what I've noticed is that folks who are, are founders, folks who have side hustles, folks who are representing themselves in some way, shape or form, um, and they're bringing something out into the world, it's so easy mm -hmm. to lose yourself in that. And I've kind of likened the experience, um, if you don't know how to set up boundaries with your business, it can become mm -hmm. an abusive relationship because right. a business or a new venture 
will mm -hmm. it will only take right it mm -hmm. has no it has no morality it has no mm -hmm. ethics um mm -hmm. and so you may be attracted to this idea of starting a business on your own and saying oh my gosh i, I can't wait uh to set my own schedule and mm -hmm. you know i i i can do things the way that i want to and then you realize you're working at 2 a.m uh mm -hmm. and then you know you're not sleeping well you're not seeing your family members and you're like oh mm -hmm. wait actually this business mm -hmm. will just take and take and take um right. so you have to set those boundaries too mm -hmm. um so that was the other point that i wanted to make definitely you know thank you for uh, sharing that as well because you know my struggle has been uh since i've started the podcast to understand and prioritize who to bring in to understand and learn who to sort of showcase or highlight. And this is a responsibility that I don't want to have. This is a responsibility that I don't, uh, you know, enjoy. And, you know, it is a struggle because, you know, I have to sort of prioritize myself and I have to sort of say, hey, you know what, this is my limit. And, you know, if I make mm -hmm. a mistake, I just have to admit that, you know, it's okay, right? I mean, trying to sort of show up for myself, like like you mentioned, and you know that that's been my struggle as well. So, th thank you for mentioning that. Um, you yeah. know, uh, one thing that people struggle, you know, when they want to sort of create something or launch something, is that sense of confidence, right? You know, mm -hmm. so can you can you talk a little bit about like how do you sort of build that confidence in yourself? and sort of be more comfortable. Gosh, I think there's, everyone's process is going to be different, right? Mm -hmm. And and there's many different ways um, that folks can start businesses, um, many different ways that folks can end businesses and mm -hmm. uh, have them blow up in your face or have them be wildly successful. Um, mm -hmm. Again, they're all, everybody's journey is going to be different. When it comes to, the work that I do with folks um, in early stage companies, let's say in startups um, mm -hmm. versus scale ups. And for those who are listening, if you don't know what a scale up is versus a startup, startups, obviously, it's a it is a business that is in its growing founding stages. And then a, a scale up is a company that has established itself in some way, shape or form, and they are mm -hmm. growing against the traction that they've already built, right? They already understand what is their minimum viable proposition. Mm -hmm. um and and uh what who, who is their uh initial uh target market and mm -hmm. and audience member and that sort of thing right mm -hmm. so going back to startups you know folks will usually um come to starting a business or a venture or an mm -hmm. idea an event a book what have you right mm -hmm. they will come to this from this sense of passion they will mm -hmm. have an idea they will have a vision of a way that they want to shape the world change change the world in some way shape or form um mm -hmm. especially for a lot of the folks that i work with because they're you know very mission driven founders mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so starting with that passion let's say maybe you have the expertise maybe you're working on building out your expertise um mm -hmm. and you haven't really established yourself and your your what i like to call your digital footprint right the mm -hmm. way that you are um recognized out in the world right you want your mm -hmm. name and you want your brand name mm -hmm. and that doesn't exist yet or it's very very limited and so folks mm -hmm. will often take a look at the other competitors in the space and people that are getting into the spotlight and they'll say like why not me 
-hmm. why isn't my name featured like that? And so Mm -hmm. what usually ends up happening is people are either, uh, they'll either say, I don't think I'm ready yet. Mm -hmm. Um, or they will say, I just don't, um, I don't know why my work isn't good enough to be getting featured. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. so people will, will either, um, not realize that it's an ongoing process of continuing to share your voice and continuing, you know, just because you build it doesn't mean that people will automatically come. The world is too crowded. There's too much noise happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of folks just don't realize like, yes, there is a a process of putting yourself out there. There is a process Mm -hmm. of, of continuing to tell your story and be visible in as many ways that that you can. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, over time, the confidence will come. The confidence comes from those tests of putting yourself out there, of getting mm-hmm. that feedback, right? Getting mm-hmm. outside of your own bubble mm-hmm. um, and exposing uh, other audiences to your views, to your work, um, mm-hmm. and just testing that, right? It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's not easy to be vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's also that's also a part of it, right? When you When you show up, Mm-hmm. Um, despite your fear, despite your reservations, despite your, your, uh, your hesitation, that imposter syndrome that you're like, I don't belong. And you mm-hmm. do the thing anyways, mm-hmm. that is where you start to build that confidence. Cause you're like, no, I did do that. Right. Mm-hmm. I did do that thing. I did show up. I do belong. I am the expert in mm-hmm. this particular field and, mm-hmm. uh, my voice deserves to be heard. So that's kind of, you know, it's an iterative process. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, thank you for, you know, describing because I think for one, um, uh, you know, people don't understand, you know, how that process works because um, you might be very passionate, but that doesn't translate into sort of showcasing that well enough. You might have Mm -hmm. what you need, but you don't know how to sort of put it forward so that other people can Mm -hmm. see what you are seeing. Or people can see your vision so that way they can become more comfortable in sort of reaching out to you and understanding more um, in terms of what you're mm-hmm. building as well. So, yeah, you know, and I, yeah, go ahead. Go and, ahead. and I would say also that, you know, because I have started and um, closed down some of the companies that I've worked on. Um, and now, you know, happy to say that I that I have a profitable business and and uh, am very excited about the growth that we're showing, et cetera. But having those prior experiences of failure has built confidence for me as well, right? Mm-hmm. Just because there are failures doesn't mean that you have to treat them like, you know, uh, uh, you're not you're not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, mm-hmm. I think using, um, using failure, failure is a very important teaching tool for entrepreneurs or for anybody in general, but especially for entrepreneurs, if you're trying to build something in the world and you mm-hmm. realize, you know, use the lessons that you've learned to, to create wisdom mm-hmm. right now, because I, I see where I went wrong in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in my early twenties when I was building a, a ed tech startup for distance learning. Um, mm-hmm. now when I'm working with other founders and I'm seeing them start to, to go down those same paths or they're, they're starting to say the same things or, or use the same, um, tools or, or mindsets that I was using, I can mm-hmm. say, hang on a second, because that we want to make sure that we don't do that. 
um, mm-hmm. because that can that can lead you down down the wrong road or down the wrong path. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you know there's there's confidence that comes from um, getting your voice out there, and then there's also confidence that comes from experience, whether it's failure, whether it's success, um, and using that to 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 move you forward. Definitely. Um... You know, uh, uh, one thing that uh, has sort of become a norm today is like people just use the tag words or the, you know, $2 words, which, uh, you know, which make it seem like they have an idea about like wh- what they're talking about. But, uh, you know, when, when it g- gets down to the crux of it all, like, you know, I, I've and I've seen this happen more times than not for me as well. Like when you fail, you learn more than when you succeed. And, you know, mm-hmm. and when you succeed, I, I, you're like, uh, you know, what did I do? Like, you know, what happened there that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, this is sort of working. And then when you fail, you're like, okay, you have to sort of dig in a little deeper to sort of understand mm-hmm. like why something didn't work and like why, you know, something uh, worked the way it did and that, you know, it didn't uh, sort of manifest the way you thought it was going to as well. So, um, yeah. you know, um, yeah, I mean, like uh, the the other thing that, you know, I wanted to ask you was like, how do you sort of prepare yourself mentally in terms of becoming a founder, right? Like, you know, what are some of the challenges that you have seen along the way as well? So, yeah. Sure. Um, I can speak to some of the the biggest mistakes that I've made myself uh, mm-hmm. when I first got started. I think when you start with a passion and you haven't validated that people need it, or you haven't mm-hmm. validated some of the issues that might arise um, mm-hmm. in order to bring that particular solution to market, um, mm-hmm. whether or not you've identified a pain point or whether or not it's something that you're just personally passionate about. And, and mm-hmm. um, you have to make sure that, um, you know, you're not letting your your zeal and your excitement for what you want to build um, mm-hmm. get you away from the planning and the, the R&D, the research and development stages of mm-hmm. making sure that you have something that is viable. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that um has definitely been something especially because i i i'm an ideas person that is the way mm-hmm. that i like, like i love sitting down and just brainstorming and all these different ideas and um mm-hmm. it's it's one of my favorite things to do um mm-hmm. but i've had to kind of temper that that uh that drive in myself to to want to do that that impulse um mm-hmm. to just keep you know coming up with ideas and saying okay like let's go instead of just running and doing it it mm-hmm. it's good to sit back and say okay how do we know that this is necessary what mm-hmm. are the things what are the aspects of this that we can pull out what do we actually think can be accomplished and how can we make sure that this is actually achievable right mm-hmm. can we can we do this while making sure that we're we're having um enough income that we can uh pay for rent and food and live as a human being uh in in today's economy um and also bring this this solution to life right so mm-hmm. i i think there's you know making sure that like the passion is great you have to have a system you have to have a plan and you have mm-hmm. to do the research to really make sure that it's viable um mm-hmm. and then i think you know it, it's it's about also um doing tiny tests right i would mm-hmm. recommend um, I think the old way of doing things, and this is something that um, my dad always used to tell me because he was a he was an entrepreneur is is an entrepreneur um, himself is you know starting 
with having everything perfect. And I think that is one of the biggest mistakes that folks can make, especially today, um, mm -hmm. because perfectionism is a myth. First mm -hmm. off, you're setting yourself mm -hmm. up for a lot of failure because no one else has your standards, right? Mm -hmm. Your perfectionism is is self-imposed. Um, mm -hmm. But having this idea of like, I need to have all of the things ready. I need to have the, the multi-page website. I need to have the entire product done. I need to have all of my suppliers and everything. I'm thinking from like a CPG standpoint, but mm -hmm. like I need to have all the things. I need to have the entire book written before mm -hmm. I tell anybody that it exists. No way, right? Mm -hmm. What if no one wants it? And then you've mm -hmm. spent how many, how many months or even years of your life working on this particular thing? No, you mm -hmm. need to be doing tiny tests. Right? Mm -hmm. You need to be validating and iterating at every stage because that feedback is going to be so, so valuable as mm -hmm. you get started. It's going to build that confidence. It's going mm -hmm. to allow you to um, understand what people want so mm -hmm. that you know that you're, you're building something that is actually needed. Um, mm -hmm. And you're, you're also making sure that you're going to have a market a, a, a pool of people who are interested when you actually are ready to launch. Um, and, and you've been working on telling your story all along, which helps you be more authentic as well. Um, Definitely. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say is, okay. you know, make sure that you're iterating. Definitely. And, you know, I think one, one thing that I personally struggled with is getting feedback or like for, mm. for one asking for feedback for two, like handling the feedback and three, like, you know, actually using the feedback in constructive ways to, you mm -hmm. know, make, uh, you know, action. So, you know, can you talk a little bit about like, what does like the whole process look like for you and like, you know, how sort of people can handle this process better as well. So, yeah. Sure. Um, I am not going to claim that I have, <laughs> I have it down to a science by any means. Um, I think the process of getting feedback is personally terrifying. Um, there is a lot of ego wrapped up in it, absolutely. Um, but I do also recognize how necessary it is to have some of these conversations, um, whether it's with uh, folks that are on your team, whether it is with folks um, that you are hoping to um, hoping to work with, clients, uh, employers, um, family members. Right. Mm -hmm. Being very, very uh, mindful of just saying like, hey, how am I doing? Mm -hmm. What's going on? What are things mm -hmm. that I could what are things I'm doing really well? I love mm -hmm. starting with that. <laughs> what are things I'm doing really, really well and mm -hmm. that you want me to keep doing? And what are ways that I could learn or improve? Because mm -hmm. having um, having those kinds of open conversations um, and not again, staying stuck in your own feedback loop, staying in your own bubble allows you to understand like, you know, how, how are other people experiencing everything that is you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> how, like what is, what is the Kansas experience, you know, and is it a mm -hmm. positive thing um, mm -hmm. or do I need to be working on certain things? And, and so I found it to be um, a very, very valuable uh, way to make sure um, that I am, that I am providing for folks in my life the way that I need to. Cause I think I've also like, I've kind of gone the other way. I've gotten really good at setting up boundaries mm -hmm. um, and like figuring out what my needs are in my thirties. And now I'm like, Hey, let me make sure like, am I giving enough? Like, mm -hmm. what do you need? What can, how can I show up for you? Um, mm -hmm. And I think also that that has allowed me to be better at um, 
not just showing up for myself, but for showing up for the people in my life uh, in, in all the different iterations, because I'm able to, to see like, oh, this is what you actually need, not what I think you need. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is how you actually feel, not what I think you feel because you sent me a text message that had an exclamation point instead mm-hmm. of a period. And I, I misinterpreted what that meant. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just being open with communication um, mm-hmm. with all of the, the, the relationships in your life, I think are mm-hmm. so, so important. Um, mm-hmm. And, and having, having that kind of transparency is, is really, is really crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that's what I would say is open, open communication. Definitely. I mean, I, I think um, having those uh, people around you who are sort of transparent and sort of being able to sort of give you that uh, kind of feedback has been a challenge for me at times, because like, how, how do you sort of go about like finding, you know, those people who are going to sort of, you know, set you straight or like, you know, who, who are going to sort of be those people who will, you know, um, tell you if you are sort of, or call you on your shit, right? Basically. So like, yeah. can, can you talk a little bit about like, how do you sort of go about building like your team or your process or like, you know, the people around? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, um, again, you can't, you can't control people. Um, you can control who you have around you and you can control how you um, set your own standards. And so, uh, again, while I will say not perfect, um, I try to I try to step back and and be reflective as as much as possible. Um, but in those moments where um, I can, I, I try to make sure that I am modeling like, hey, this is this is where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. Is this what you're getting from me? Is this what your needs are? Are like, what, how are you doing? What's going on? What, what can I do? Um, what can I do better? Uh, how, like, what am I doing? Well, like those are like setting that as a constant. Um, and it, and it may feel weird at first if you're just used to just doing your own thing and and not really stepping back and saying like, let's take a bird's eye view of, life and of mm-hmm. our relationships and of our interactions and let's say like hey so like how are you feeling are you getting what you need like are you are you happy in this particular uh, scenario are there things that that you feel like we're not doing that we should be doing um mm-hmm. i'm thinking from like a client perspective or from a from a partnership perspective right uh to my um my boyfriend who i i live with right um are there things that i'm doing uh well are there things that i should be doing that i'm not doing how can i how can i make sure that that i'm i'm a a a member of this team and we're working Mm -hmm. together um Mm -hmm. towards having a good life so um yeah just keeping keep like when you model that the hope Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. folks will model that back to you um Mm -hmm. if you don't get it then you don't get it you know and and those those uh the lack of openness and lack of transparency will make themselves known at some point because people mm-hmm. can't sit on secrets forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can't sit on, on feelings, um, and hold on to them because they turn into resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, by doing what you can in the moment and, mm-hmm. and trying to make yourself, uh, transparent, it, uh, I've, I've personally found that it, it staves off, um, a lot of a lot of conflicts um mm-hmm. 
that that otherwise would have been very bad because I used to avoid conflict. And now instead of like, I, I'm, I'm not one of those folks that will like blow up and get angry or, or anything like that. But when there is the first sign of a conflict, I'll say, mm. hey, let's address this right now. So this doesn't right. become a big thing. Right. Um, and let's let's like bring this out. What what happened there? What's going mm-hmm. on? What can I do? What mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, like I got a lot of good points there. So trying to model how you sort of interact with other people, try to maintain that consistency, uh, having that sense of, uh, you know, uh, stopping yourself to, you know, avoid conflict, uh, you know, having those conversations immediately, making sure that it doesn't get to that stage of resentment. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm being comfortable so sort of in those situations where you may not find those people but you know keeping yourself honest uh, f- from that standpoint as well so you know uh, one thing that i'm trying to do to be more inclusive is asking people when they are in this sort of struggle or anxiety or like overwhelm right what do you say to yourself or what do you do and this doesn't necessarily have to be in english um you know and i personally you know prefer if it's not in english because you know i want it to be more inclusive so you know what are some things that you do to sort of make yourself feel better or like you know tell yourself to make yourself feel better as well so yeah yeah absolutely i mean i will say my um i i am half Puerto Rican, but my primary language is English. So my first okay. reaction will very likely be in English. No. Um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, fluent enough, um, but I'm not going to be writing any novels in Spanish anytime soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, there's, there's a few different things. And I, I know um, this is actually something that I'm working on uh, a lot more now, especially as I'm, I've gotten older, um, because I realized that when I get stressed out, my reaction is because I, I'm feeling a loss of control mm-hmm. um, with my my external surroundings, or I'm just like, this is so overwhelming. And so mm-hmm. my reaction usually is to work harder at that thing. Mm-hmm. If I just work harder, if I just don't sleep, I will mm-hmm. I will get it done, and then mm-hmm. and then I'll make people happy, and then mm-hmm. I'll fix the thing. Um, and so that, especially having a, um, a business that has a lot of clients that has, um, you know, relatively high turnover when it comes to, you know, limited cycles of engagements, having folks that are in early stage companies, um, Mm -hmm. which is very variable. You never know what kind of funding status we'll have. Um, Mm -hmm. it does lead to stress. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that that we're we're doing the best that we can for clients, especially when it comes to public relations. A lot of our success rides on. Are we getting that feature? Mm-hmm. And if folks aren't responding, what is the next step? Right. And mm-hmm. so my reaction is usually just like, OK, if we're not getting this. I feel like I need to double down. I need to double down. If I just don't mm-hmm. sleep, like I'll get this thing done. Um, right. And I usually take that into myself. Um, mm-hmm. I don't end up pushing it onto my team. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what I thought I was doing. And so mm-hmm. I would say like, I'm just going to keep working. I'm just going to keep working. And what mm-hmm. ended up happening when I got that feedback from my team was they would say, you're burning mm-hmm. out. 
Mm-hmm. We are feeling your stress, even though you're mm-hmm. not asking us to work more hours, you're mm-hmm. less responsive because you're, you're in a tunnel vision zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you are less communicative and uh, often more uh, of a bottleneck because mm-hmm. they have questions, they want to help. I don't know how to ask for help, right? Mm-hmm. So like I kind of shut down and... I just focus in on work because I'm like, I must solve this thing. I must fix this. Like I can only control how hard I work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in realizing um, that that has been a pattern of mine, mm-hmm. I've, I've started to make sure that there are systems where I can ask for help ahead of mm-hmm. time, where mm-hmm. I can um, set up like, Hey, I, so for example, after Mm -hmm. this, uh, after this call, I am going to be going home. I'm finishing up some, some other client calls. Um, and then I'm going home and I'm packing for a trip. I'm taking off for a week. I have Mm -hmm. not done that in years. I have not Mm -hmm. done that literally in years. And I'm about to go to the Grand Canyon, uh, Mm -hmm. for a week. We're testing, we're testing to see how this goes. I will not have my phone on. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we've created a system within our team that everybody knows who to go to. Here's the point person. Here's who's taking care of what. Um, mm-hmm. These are the things that happen if if something blows up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's PR, not ER. So you know, mm-hmm. no one's dying. Right. Um, and here's all of the work that we've prepared beforehand and openly communicated with our clients so that no one feels nervous, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone feels like they're taken care of. So this is mm-hmm. just one example of, of a way that I'm like, okay, no, I actually think I can step back from this. Not mm-hmm. a, like the, the world is not going to blow up. The company's mm-hmm. not going to blow up because I'm, I'm gone from Friday to Friday. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's kind of what I've been working on and, and ways to just make sure that I've got more, more space for work-life Definitely. balance. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that, you know, and, you know, pe- people sometimes take it as for granted, you know, taking time off, um, it, you know, it's not as easy for everybody maintaining that work-life balance, understanding that, you know, you need the time off as well. So, you know, that these are things that, uh, yeah, some people don't understand the significance of uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, you know, uh, I don't know, like, since you mentioned, you know, you are from the Latina community, and if there is somebody who ends up listening to this conversation, if there was something that you want to mention to inspire or aspire somebody who's trying to sort of build something new, like, what would be your sort of piece of advice for them? So, yeah. Um... The biggest thing that has moved me forward in my career is that when I had an idea um, and when I had a vision, uh, I sought out community of like-minded people that Mm -hmm. wanted to either build something or get it out into the world. Like, Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with folks who will lift you up um, Mm -hmm. and not put you down. I have definitely Mm -hmm. been in those situations where I would start to build something and people would be like, are you sure? Like, Do you have time for that? how are you mm-hmm. going to make money? Right. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of naysayers, um, mm-hmm. you know, find the communities, like I said, that, that are going to um, be your support system, even if it's not in your immediate circles. Um, mm-hmm. There are ways to go out and find people, whether it's in uh, meetup groups, whether it's on online communities um, or 
you know, even just going on Reddit and like seeing if there's like a subreddit or something like that, where, where mm -hmm. you can see if other people are having the same experiences that you're having um, mm -hmm. and trying to set up some sort of support system for yourself, because um, especially when you're trying to change the world, you can't be an island, like an island mm -hmm. doesn't change the world. Um, mm -hmm. You have to have a community um, around you in mm -hmm. order to help you, to help you grow. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say that along the way, if I had not had those communities around me, I would not have, you know, gotten the tools that I needed to get into college with a full ride scholarship. I would not have had the communities to guide me into, um, you know, Teach for America and uh, in ed tech, you know, when I started my first businesses, I had no idea what I was doing. Had those mentors, had those other folks that had done it before me. Um, mm -hmm. Those are the things that you need to be pursuing. And I keep pursuing those things, right? I am constantly trying to meet new folks and step outside of the world that I, that I, the limitations that I have for myself within my own network. Mm -hmm. um, that is the best way to, to move forward. Um, and then whatever your journey looks like from there, like, you know. <laughs> go go and do it go and do it good luck you know yeah thank you thank you for uh sharing that the conversation has been great you know and i i usually ask people you know if there are a few things that you want people to take away from this conversation what would they be yeah um i mean i think that you're at you being the listener right so the, mm -hmm. the person who is listening to this right now i think um if there is something that you want to bring out into the world, even mm -hmm. if it's your just your own story, right? Mm -hmm. Your your voice does deserve to be heard. There is a space, there is an audience mm -hmm. um, that will that will be the right audience for it, right? And mm -hmm. so if you're if you're looking to build something, um, you know, and you're not or or you're building that thing, you're doing the damn thing, you're waking up, you're you know, you're you got the hustle going. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you you feel like you're not sure if you're ready to share it with the world yet, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't have to have all of the things ready. You absolutely can start telling other people about why you're doing this work and what are the problems that you're looking to solve and just getting your story out there so that more people get to know who you are, um, mm -hmm. because it's it's so important to to build that community around you. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I would just say, just keep telling your story because it does, whether or not you get, you get the feedback that you want initially, it's, mm -hmm. it's the right way for you to, to be heard and you deserve to be heard. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I, I totally agree. Your voice is important. Your ideas are important. And it, it just takes one vision to sort of change the world as well. So here is the hoping yeah. to inspire more people to, uh, you know, do what you have done and more. So uh, thank you for taking the time again. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, just a note, if anyone is interested in um, learning more about uh, the work that I've done, um, feel free to check us out at uh, frenchpresspr.com. All right.